record. Welcome to Wage Cucking with JMO. Hey guys, welcome back to Wage Cooking with JMO. Uh, we pulled JMO uh, back in for just some just some insight into what he thinks going is going on in the market, and also from Andreas too. So, hey guys, how's it going? It's Pretty uh, good. How you doing, Mike? I, I'm down bad. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I'm poor now. I'm, I'm I'm very poor. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, um, probably overnight there was a. A bit of a bit of a sell-off there where we all got a bit poorer once again um yeah what are your guys thoughts on that uh yeah it was it was a pretty big sell-off actually i'm i'm pretty surprised it was that big given like the volatility of bitcoin ethereum like the, the large market cap coins they, they uh, i guess when when they have been selling off or where there, when there has been price movement it, it hasn't been this severe and then i, I looked at the charts when i woke up this morning and um, it, it seemed to have all happened within like, I want to say like a 20 to 30 minute time frame where uh, I think Bitcoin dumped almost 10% within like the first 15 minutes and then recovered a bit and then dumped some more. And then Ethereum did as well. But I, I guess Ethereum like recovered a decent amount because um, there was some news about a potential Ethereum futures ETF, which... I guess is bullish, although I, I, I've heard these rumors before and I, I don't know, really know if they mean anything. Um, but yeah, the, the, the whole, the whole percentage overall of the movement and how like quick and abrupt it was surprised me a decent amount. Do you think, um, do you think we get these large swings because there's very few people left in the market so that there isn't that much liquidity. So so we have less people to absorb it. Um, yeah, it's it's possible. Uh, I I actually feel that like a, a lot of the, the issues happen because the, there are so many um there's so many exchanges now with perpetual contracts. So you you, you can trade like all these assets without actually having to to own any of these assets. And I noticed like a, a lot of the issues. Um, if you look at like the the anytime there's volatility, there's always going to be these issues with um the the price of the perpetual contract versus the the price of the spot contract. And then uh, I I noticed even with the, within some of like the very large cap coins, the the, the um those prices were way off. Um, the the biggest one I noticed was uh, Ripple. R Ripple like the I forgot which which one it was. The, either the purple or the spot was like they were like twenty percent apart from each other at one point. And I guess I, 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 I saw a tweet that was forty five percent on between two markets on Bybit. Oh really? Yeah. I, I only saw twenty five percent. That's possible, but like it, it, it just shows that like eventually, I assume that there's people just like arming the shit out of it, and then it it restored um it, it res restored peg or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I felt like that that's kind of wild. I, I guess people aren't um that liquid right now. The, the the other thing is is like there were a lot of liquidations, which probably drove down the price. Uh, way more than it it needed to be like like on chain uh, i think um as of a few hours ago there was like 1.2 billion dollars worth of liquidations which is like the, the on chain yeah or, or, sorry on 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 ex, uh, centralized exchanges mm. um which i think is like 
either the biggest in the past few years or like the, the second biggest um the biggest being the the, the week of the the FTX uh fiasco um the, the, there were a lot of liquidations that week and then uh, I, I think on like defi lending protocols there was something like a uh, hundred million, which is a lot, but it isn't that bad. But th there's a lot of like risky debt out there right now. Where, but I, I think if like the price of Ethereum drops like another hundred or two hundred dollars, uh, like they're somewhere between like two and three hundred more million dollars of liquidation. And then also, um, the so, so Venus, which is uh an Ave fork that um is deployed on uh Binance Smart Chain. Um, it got exploited a, a while ago for like all its BNB. Mm. It's like a ridiculous amount of BNB, and then like the <laughs> the, uh, the the exploiter five headed um, uh, two hundred IQ'd. So he deposited <laughs> all the BNB back into Venus, which drew like all the coins that that he could get out that he could bridge over, and then it just sort of left that position. So like he obviously mm. has no intention of paying back that debt. Um, but he, he just converted into coins that he, he could bridge out that like uh that 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 couldn't be censored. That so, is so, really that is really clever. Yes, so, so the, 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 that position is just like sitting there, and um basically like uh I think it was a few months ago, um the 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 Binance or the the BNB price got to a point where it was pretty close to the liquidation price for that position. And everyone was scrambling. They were like, oh shit, like, what do we do? Like, we can't really sell this much BNB on on the, the Binance chain without like absolutely destroying the price. So then they, uh, I, I think they, what they, what they did is they, they, they did like a manual override and let um, the, the Binance chain, which I guess is like Binance itself handle the, the liquidation. And then I noticed today it, it hit the liquidation price. And then if if you look at the, if you if you look at like the the Venus protocol, they they they, they made two transfers or or, or or two um like smart contract interactions that was attempting to liquidate the the position in some way. But both transactions failed, and then the mm -hmm. price went up a little bit, so it was out of liquidation range. And they're like, uh, I, I guess we're okay now, and the, the position is still there. But um, when you say the uh, the liquidation attempt failed, that just means does does that mean it wasn't possible to liquidate because there uh, there was no market, or does it mean the price wasn't low enough? Uh, the, the, Sorry, the price was the you, price was definitely yeah. low enough. Like the, the way I understand it is that that they sent at least one or, or two transactions in order to yeah, liquidate it. The, the transactions failed for some reason. Like, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know how, how transactions work on on, uh, on Binance Smart Chain, but like it, on Ethereum, like the, the, there's like a bunch of reasons why your transactions would fail. Like, yeah, you, you don't spend enough gas or whatever. Okay. But the, 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 the transactions failed. And then like, I think the price ticked up a little bit after, after the dump. And then the, the, they were just like, okay, I, I guess we're not doing these transactions. Hmm. What, um, I mean, since you said this happened ages ago, so what, what can, what is ZCU doing about this basically? Like, what do you do when it's, it's your centrally issued coin and it's wrecked and it's wrecked on your own chain. So you can't just like, you know, you can't just like dump this chain and just say, we're not dealing with that anymore. Yeah. it's a good question. I I don't really know what the play is. Um, <clears throat> Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what you can really do because like, 
I, I, I guess you can override the protocol and just like confiscate all the the BNB. That would make yeah. sense because that's like, what I would it do. Was, it, it was stolen. Um, yeah. but but then you, you get in the dilemma of like being like a centralized authority being able to you know just reap from funds out of these protocols as you see fit it leads down to a slippery slope so yeah. um yeah I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what the solution is but the, the, their solution was basically to leave the position open and then like facilitate the liquidation if it got to that point um but i, I don't know if that's a good plan it doesn't seem like a great plan but I, I don't really know what their options are besides just like telling the protocol to to close the position and send them all the the BNB. Yeah. Yeah, that is uh it gets interesting in DeFi. What um what's the difference between Venus and Ave? Do they have worse coins or like what's the deal? It, it's I'm pretty sure it's like the exact same thing, but it's just on Binance Smart Chain. So they have yeah. like a bunch of like like they have um bnb as collateral i think they use like cake the the pancake swap mm -hmm. token as collateral as well which is the the biggest decks um on mm -hmm. binance smart chain i'm not actually sure what's going on in binance smart chain these days i haven't really no. been been involved since DeFi summer when like there was just a bunch of nonsense going on there <laughs> uh, good memory what um what's the uh you said like you're looking at you were looking at uh, Ethereum, and if the price drops to another few hundred dollars, then there's going to be a lot more liquidations. Yeah. But um, in in that situation, if like if you see these liquidations coming, is there any way to make money from that, or you, or do you just have to sit and just hope it ends? Um, I guess you get a short Ethereum. That 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 makes sense, assuming funding isn't too high. But the the, the the way these liquidations work is that they they drive the price down further, because mm -hmm. like the, exactly. the amount of the amount of collateral used on chain, um, it, like Ethereum is used for collateral quite a bit. So like all these positions that need to be liquidated, it's just like additional Ethereum being sold on these Dex markets. Um, so the, the I guess the, the other thing you can do is is put in like like uh lower sync orders for Ethereum, assuming like a pretty violent move down, and then like a gradual recovery, which is generally how all these these like uh the, these movements in the market work, where there's like um a, a huge move in the market and it's it's compounded by like cascading liquidation, so it drives down the price even further. So then you get like a like a straight down line, and then it 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 always bounces back at least like between I want to say like ten and thirty percent uh, upwards of like eighty percent. Like if you look at the Ethereum charts today, it recovered quite a bit, but I don't know how much of that was just like the market it's evening themselves out or the the news of the Ethereum ETF and people were bullish and started buying Ethereum. And um, and I guess the problem with with these recoveries is. Uh, there's nothing saying there can't be a second event, which we saw uh, on the FTX crash, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I yeah. mean, at least at at least a few of our friends, and in, in real life, survived the first one, and just completely ape longed the assets, <laughs> and yeah. then got wrecked on the second one, which was also horrendous. Yeah, it was so big. Yeah, well, like I, if, I don't, if, I don't... You, if you were like five X, you're wrecked. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't I don't think we're in like the the safe zone yet. Um, I, I'm yeah. actually like still kind of unsure what would cause like such a massive sell off. Like the mm. 
the 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 big news story was that that this uh Elon's company SpaceX um sold okay so so the the, the headline was like the that the, they sold the 380 million dollars worth of bitcoin which is which is not true like if you read the article it's basically said yeah. at, at 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 some point last year that they had this amount of bitcoin on their books and then at some point this year that they had maybe like 70 percent less it, it doesn't it doesn't mean that that they this morning they they woke up and decided to be violent and market sold their entire <laughs> bag of bitcoin and then as well everyone keeps like now that people are just cl- clinging at any straws they can I, i've seen people talking about evergrande being a reason why our, our bitcoin price is down I, I don't know how chinese real estate ties in but supposedly it does <laughs> i think which is yeah <laughs> i i don't know either especially since that like situation it was like it's it's been years since that yeah. like that situation and it's like super obvious that they were going to go bust at some point and then like if you look at the prices of like equities and stuff like that they they they, they weren't impacted very much by the news you, you would think that like if, if if an event in like the chinese real estate sector where we're like all, all this all, all this uh it would be basically the, the the biggest like developer and and um the, the, they go bust then there there would be some impact on like like the traditional markets but there is far less impact there so i, I don't really see how that happens like i, I don't think tether has like commercial paper in in evergrand like like uh bitfinex says they do so um yeah, I'm not completely sure. And um, another thing uh, you were mentioning this week was this uh, GSR market maker. Is that what they do, or do they? Yeah, do the, they have a DC arm as well, like everybody else. I I think they're just strictly market making. Wow, professionals. Yeah. What um, I mean, I remember. I think it was earlier this year we heard the story that the bunch of them, a bunch of the market. The story was a bunch of the market makers were leaving crypto mm-hmm. to some degree, and it didn't really seem coordinated. I think it was a bit random. I think Jump said they would do a little less, probably because there's no much action. Yeah. Some other companies said they would leave completely. I yeah. think they were citing like regulatory uncertainty. Yeah. But, uh, um, I think pretty soon everyone realized it was just because they hadn't they hadn't been successful. Yeah. Um, and, and like what about the, the, this? Yeah. The, the, there's quite a bit of risk of like like a, a lot of these uh traditional finance firms come in and then they they don't really like understand fully what they're getting into they don't figure <laughs> out like the, the custody part of things like yeah. like the, the, these markets are 24 hours a day seven days a week you know mm-hmm. stuff like that and then like if and, if, if and exchange volatility... is being run by a 12 year old yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, if you want to trade on chain, like, you have like these massive latency issues. Like, the mm-hmm. the the they're they're used to like traditional uh, trading traditional markets where they just like have a microwave lined to the to the exchange. So they're they they execute basically zero latency trades, and then now now suddenly they have to deal with like Ethereum blockchain and like pending confirmations for deposits, <laughs> and they're like, oh fuck this shit, or or we're we're out of here. They're just they're just sitting in the advanced settings in MetaMask trying to find where you can reset the nonce. <laughs> I'm getting liquidated. How do I, how do I manually set the nonce, Bob? 
Um, yeah, so so I I think GSR was like one of the bigger uh, market makers. I I think that they were the initial. They they've been in crypto for quite some time. They they were the initial market makers for Ripple, I believe. So basically, at at if I understand the the backstory correctly, um at, at the point where there are Ripple markets, the 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 Ripple Foundation basically gave them like fifty percent of the circulating supply of Ripple. And we're like, you market make it and trade this. And they absolutely killed it. Like uh, I heard that they were making like a ton of money and they're being paid by the Ripple Foundation to do this. Um, they are. Whoever, uh, I don't know if they were the only company doing it, but one of the companies doing this, they called me in probably 2014 uh, because they're like, hey, uh, you can do you want to sell some Ripple on your exchange? Because I was running a smaller exchange, but there weren't many exchanges. Yeah. And we were like one of three exchanges with uh, XRP. And it's like, so they explain what the deal is. The deal is you never talk about this deal, first of all. <laughs> uh, you're of not allowed to talk about that. And they <laughs> just give you a shit ton of XRP and you sell it on your own exchange, on your own order book, and then you split the profit with them. Yeah. And you tell no one. Yeah. And then you just repeat. This is this is literally what they were doing. So if yeah, they yeah. called me, they had called everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like most people in crypto don't actually know what market makers do because there 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 are quite a few. <laughs> um, I guess you'd say different types of market makers. So so like the, the most basic one is like the 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 neutral market maker that basically they're they're paid to provide liquidity. So they they. Put put liquidity in, in all these markets. That means that they that they put in buy orders and they they put in sell orders. So if if someone came on the exchange, that they could buy and sell that asset with like um without much slippage. Um, what what most crypto Twitter thinks market makers are doing is that they're just like artificially like pumping and dumping the price and creating like prices for for the market, which. It is somewhat true. I mean, yeah, I was going to say that it's actually true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, so, like, uh, yeah, the, 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 there are the, 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 there are there are market makers that do that, and it, it's it's difficult. Uh, I'd say a majority of them are the the market makers for these like uh, these shitty emissions tokens, where like people mm. people are like um, basically at any time. Um, a coin like this gets enough market cap and enough volume where there are, there are perpetual contracts for it, then there the, the the market makers they basically monitor the perpetual contract. At least in my opinion, this is what they do. They they, they monitor the perpetual contracts and like and anytime open interest gets weighed one way or the other, they they, they try to wreck as much of retail as possible. So like the 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 biggest example, I, I I know this for a fact. These Chinese market makers that were market making the, oh man, what is their token called? The there was the uh, Steppen token, but I forgot the name of the token. Yeah. It was like GST or G something. Oh, there were yeah, there were two GST. tokens. Yeah, yeah. So like the, 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 there were these market makers, and then Steppen got huge. So there's like perpetual contracts, and then basically the the business model 
of like the users to step in is like you walk around in a circle all day and generate your uh your gst token or whatever and then <laughs> don't you, talk to me you, about you... the fucking the, the sneakers <laughs> don't talk to me about this <laughs> he's got so many sneakers. <laughs> yeah, yeah anyways you, you you walk around for in, in a circle all day and then you get home at night and then you you, you sell all the gst you made you made from, from walking around and not, then not if you're not if you're blake <laughs> oh man those, i've got so many of those sneakers and now i don't know what they're worth like what twenty dollars <laughs> um yeah so so you, you get more gst if you have these sweet ass sneakers and you walk more and stuff like that um but so so like uh everyone knew that this was the model like everyone knew that the token didn't really have utility and then they were just going to sell the token so then like the, uh, eventually the the project got big enough and they, there were perpetual contracts for it so then everyone was like just shorting uh uh gst yeah is it called gst uh, i think it's gst i think it was gst yeah yeah. Uh, the, the, uh, I, I remember there are two tokens yeah. and, and like I, I at one point I knew the difference between them um which it doesn't say much because the, 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 they're both is equally as worthless <laughs> I didn't but, I didn't realize is it, it GST stands for green Satoshi token yeah green, no, green, green, green Satoshi token there was another one too like GMT or no, I, I forget what it was <laughs> And, and do you remember, I, I don't know if you, you saw this at the time, there was this weird thing where they'd launched it on two chains, but you couldn't bridge it. So like there was like yeah. a, a secondary Chinese market for like, yeah. be, like Solana yeah. or like Binance GST yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, 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 they launched on Binance Smart Chain and then like the, the prices differed and like you couldn't bridge it. So they're essentially two different tokens. Yeah. Um, but but then like so, so that they launched perpetuals for that and like everyone was short and then like basically the market makers were like oh, let's fuck with these people that are that are shorting the tokens so like they would just like have these like random scam pumps like every few weeks or so that would liquidate like all, all the open interest on the perpetual contracts and then the token would obviously dump back down again and there would be like another safe scam pump and stuff like that um so yeah the, uh, i feel like that's the type of market maker that that crypto twitter thinks what market makers do Ooh, and then uh, i guess i guess like i i knew this but um there is a third type and that is like we get your token we sell it and then we split the profit and that's that's making the market i guess or um or the alameda model where um we get an option on your token so we pump it up to that date and then on the day we're no longer locked we destroy your project yeah (laughs) (laughs) What yeah they, um they gave they gave me that offer on the phone. I'm like, man, I, this is this is horrible, but it's but I'll get the pump. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I was really thinking about it, but uh, my project was too small, so they wanted um too much of the tokens. Yeah, it makes sense. Speaking speaking of market makers, I saw that uh you were you were putting doing some small action on uh what is it, WorldCoin JMO, which yeah. has as a infamous story of market makers and yeah what, what was your thesis behind that i mean obviously the current market is kind of screwed any anything up, yeah but. i i got pretty fucked up and 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 i i sort of realized like i was being an idiot about it um but yes yeah, so, so world coin um where that they scan your eyeballs and then you get a coin uh that's our distribution they I'm going to get these numbers wrong, 
but I think they gave like five different market makers, I want to say 20 million of their coin in order to market make whatever that, whatever that means. Um, and the market, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just, just go, just go, just go make the market. He, he, yeah, he yeah. hears all these coins. But the in all their contracts, uh, the way I understood it was, um, I think it was after a three month period, they had the option to either return all the funds or not return all of it. But like the the amount they needed to buy was at a base price of two dollars. And increased by, I think it was like four cents for every, I want to say like million that, that they had to buy. So, so basically the game theory is just like, if, 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 if you borrow 20 million and you return 19 million, I think you get, you can buy 1 million at $2. But if the, the, these numbers are actually wrong now that I'm thinking about it, but like the, the, the theory still applies. So you can buy like a million at $2, but if you want to buy two, uh, uh, two million. It's like uh, two dollars and four cents, and then it goes up and go and, and up and up. So, so that the more you have to buy back at the end of the period, the the higher your your average price is. So then, like it it it, uh, it leads to an interesting game theory perspective because it's it's all uh, PVP basically that there if there's like five different market making groups, they're all given like the same basic strategy of. Like you, you want to, you want to make money from this, but you, you don't want to have to spend too much money at the end to buy back the token. Like what's a good price to sell? What's a good price to buy? Stuff like that. So like the, the, the $2 inflection point for the token is, is, uh, I think is really important because like if it gets much above $2, they're, they're at least incentivized to sell some of their token in because they have the option to buy it back at at a at a base price of two dollars obviously it goes up and they might spend more than two dollars per token but then like so, so like anything above anything above uh two dollars uh, i think like it, it's a pretty easy short just because or maybe like anything above 250 or something is a pretty easy short because like mm-hmm. you have like a hundred million tokens which is like like 70 or 80 percent of the circulating supply i think um like heavily incentivized to sell, so it 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 makes sense that the price would be capped out at around like the, the up, uh, upwards of two fifty three dollars. But then if if it goes like around or below two dollars, it it becomes like sort of an interesting dynamic because like all, all the all the market makers have incentive to basically get the trading price to a point where they can sell and 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 re and rebuy the tokens cheaper whereas if if it's trading at like i don't know it's trading at like 140 now then the the, their market making deal isn't particularly good because like they're they can't exercise the option or like if they exercise the option to rebuy that they're taking a massive loss yeah so then like yeah sorry go ahead yeah um because i i heard you you talk about this which which was okay it it does assume a lot uh so I, like i wasn't i wasn't ready to buy worldcoin based on that mm-hmm. but then i saw the video with one of the founders and he's casually like well i mean the way it works is and he obviously doesn't i don't think he has a lot of finance experience so he just explained it very plainly which is if the price is high then we'll make more tokens if the price is very high, we'll make more tokens. But if the price is lower, 
will just not do that. So I don't yeah. know if they'll buy back or something, but he basically said like, oh, no, no, it's great because like, we'll just keep the price in this range. Yeah, yeah. Which to him, yeah. to him seemed completely normal. So when I saw that <laughs> video, I'm yeah. just like, I'm just like, okay. So he, he, so he's, he's gonna, basically saying, well, we're going to manipulate make it the market. Yeah. Good luck, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, and I mean, um, so I'm uh, I'm betting I'm betting that they will for another while. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, it, I, I think I think it's pretty interesting dynamic because like it's one of the few tokens that's like pretty clearly range bound. Like, yes, I, I, I feel like the it's never going to go over a certain price and it's never going to go below a certain price. Yeah. But like, I don't think anyone really knows what these the, the, those two prices are. Whereas, like, uh, well, uh, other other assets are like like Worldcoin's not going to do like a ten x. Um, no. I mean, like theoretically speaking, it's not. Whereas the, there are plenty of like uh, other assets with it with its market cap that then ha that have like a, a potential to to go ten x. But then also, I don't think Worldcoin's uh, going to go down like ninety percent or ninety five percent like like all these coins as well. And um. I, I mean, th this is might be a little uh, forty IQ here, but if if you say it's range bound, then what determines what the range is is how many people have figured out that it's range bound. Yeah. Because as more people find out that range is going to increase, right? Yeah. But if there's, but if if the people running the running the mint have decided on two, and the market makers have decided on. Uh, no less than 180 right to sell after yeah. these months then that's where it's going to be but then um but then obviously as, as people start buying at the lower end of the range and selling it the higher that's going to compress until yeah i guess it's two well uh, like the, the the other thing is the the actual token distribution is kind of ridiculous it's like <laughs> if, if if you scan your eyeballs you, you get basically none so there's like hundred thousand people that have like one one millionth of the supply right and then like i think like i don't know if this number is correct but like it's either somewhere between like 50 and 80 percent of the circulating supply is is controlled by the the market makers themselves so then you yeah. have like all these individuals who, who like don't matter at all and then you have like five big entities which basically control like 100 percent of the supply mm. that are like basically battling each other to, to to make as much money as possible like trading the supply so yeah. like if, if the, the 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 unknown here is you don't know the the market maker strategy like what they're looking to do like at what prices are they looking to accumulate at what what prices mm -hmm. that they're looking to sell you can only guess as to what uh they're doing and like the the other interesting thing is is like like I said before it's like PVP the, yeah. the the market makers don't know what the other market makers like are are doing or, or what their strategy is so like that they're they're not really com competing against like the retail traders they're they're mostly competing against the, the other market makers because the the retail supply is just like a small fraction of what the the market makers are holding. Mm -hmm. they're, yeah. they're also yeah, yeah you're right sorry. Uh, I was just I was just gonna say, based on all of this, I I do like this range bet. Uh, I I do like it, and also that this is definitely not something you would hold even for. Like, oh yeah, I, even I mean, even I, on, honestly, if if this doesn't pay me within a month, I'm out <laughs> because this is the if you look at the, it's just like it, it's they've done the playbook. Of yeah. like circulate five percent of the coins and just hope nobody notices. Yeah, they 
you would you were totally right as well, Jamo. So there's 100 million that was given to market makers, and the circulating supply is 126 million. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then, but then also, what's really interesting is when you look on the the website about how you get the payout. So when you give when you verify your uniqueness, your like eyeballs. do the orb thing, eyeballs. yeah, then you get uh, one one world coin per week for an indefinite period. So that's like what two dollars <laughs> a week. And sorry, that's it's, it's sorry, that's uh one one fifty oh five. Not that I'm watching yeah. the price here. <laughs> <laughs> but it but it's yeah. weird though, because we saw we put this in the in the shitcoin.com newsletter as well recently about uh in in some countries in Africa, people were uh like basically farming uh uniqueness farming <laughs> people's eyeballs, right? So they're doing doing like an upfront payment. And basically saying, oh, here you go. I have like $10. And then they just farm the coin, I guess, every month. That must be surely how it works. <laughs> man, really man. Nice. I feel like that must be like one of the the, the most depressing businesses of all time. You, you, you <laughs> like go around handing around $10 and you know, accumulate like $2 a week until the, the, the coin goes to zero. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty... Um, I. I don't know if this was world world coin, but I, uh, I th I think how they try to solve this is that you can re-register, which rugs the person who bought your eyeballs. Oh, but right. I, I but uh, I don't think they took into account that the person who bought your eyeballs is, is going to come back and complain. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, Sam, I I bought like. 20 million eyeballs and yeah. um, my eyeballs aren't working anymore. Could I have a refund? <laughs> yeah. <I don't... laughs> Something oh, wait. like that. Wait, I'm, I'm, I'm wrong here. So when you, when you initially scan, you supposedly you get uh 25 world coin, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, you get 25. Yeah. Now we're talking. So that, wow. uh, the big so money. Big money. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then you get and then literally as soon as you got those eyeballs, yeah, you just got like recurring revenue. What um what what else do we have going on? I'm 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 not gonna talk about these ETFs because I'm it's so tiresome. Uh it's the only worst thing is macro. If yeah. somebody says macro, I just leave the room. <laughs> it's it's so ridiculous. The, the macro is looking bad, well, guys. Oh my god. If you want to be uh, a little bit uh going back to a previous episode topic we can run through your recent interactions jmo with uh with alchemix ah uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay yeah to. sure we, we we can talk about that i got it i got into it a little bit and i ended up deleting my tweets because I, I i didn't really want to um fud their project too much because uh, i i think it's uh, like a reasonable project but uh basically alchemist is a project um they they popularized what they call the um, self-repaying loans. Uh, they basically, they have like a synthetic ETH product and they initially started with a, a synthetic USD product. So you deposit DAI and then you admit 50% of its value. Like if you deposit 100K DAI, you get 50% of ALUSD, which is supposed to be pegged one-to-one -to, -one to USD. And then your the, the, the DAI is deployed like somewhere. Um, and your 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 debt is solely repaid, so like the the loan re repays itself, Ooh, where you're, yeah. you're just given the stable coin. So I I think the ETH product I, like works the same. And and they and uh they are deploying this sort of like I guess urine and, and all this. The, the they're what? They are deploying this for you, so they are trying to get yield on on your die to yeah. pay back your loan and keep some. Yeah, 
as far as I understand it, that that's what they're doing. That they're mm -hmm. they're they're deploying it for you, and then they issue you like a token that's supposed to be collateralized by your deposit, and mm -hmm. like the the debt that you incur is slowly repaid. Mm -hmm. So that so they they have like a a similar um product for Ethereum. Um, so you deposit ETH, and then you um. Mint AL ETH, and then the, one of the issues we talked about the other week was uh, Curve was hacked, and a lot of the pools were drained. Um, specifically, the ones that had uh, native ETH, and then one of them was the um, the Alchemix AL ETH ETH pool. And then uh, I guess since then, uh, the the hackers um, returned the funds. Uh, the, the story is a little bit complicated, and I sort of understand what their position is, um, but I, I I still don't think they're in the right. So the the, the hacker returned the the, the funds, um, but the, the funds were returned to the Alchemist Treasury and not to the the Curve LP. So, so basically, um, think about it this way: if 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 if, if I put uh, Ethereum on Ave and Ave gets exploited. And the Ethereum gets drained, and the hacker decides to return the funds back. Like he's not going to send the Ethereum to the Ethereum Foundation because they they're the one who founded Ethereum, right? They 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 should send the funds back to you. But mm -hmm. in theory, that the, the, that's what they're doing here. Like the funds should at least, if not go um go back to the individual LP, uh, go to Curve, and Curve will figure out the distribution because yeah. the the the, fun, the funds were on Curve. But but instead, the the exploiter, I guess Curve helped negotiate the deal with Alchemix, and Alchemix um received all the funds. And at this point, it's been. I think like two weeks, maybe maybe three weeks since since the funds were returned, and none of the LPs have have given uh have been given like any of the money back. So the, the reason why uh the situation is a bit more complicated is because the 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 exploiter kind of fucked everyone over by I think what he did was he he drained like basically all the Ethereum and some of the um the alchemist ethereum but but he he left like a decent sized chunk of alchemist ethereum so like in, in theory i i think the pool was somewhere around i want to say like um like 40 percent ethereum 60 percent um alchemist ethereum and then but by the end of it it was like basically no ethereum and then 100 percent um alchemist ethereum so so how, then you have oh, sorry what, go ahead how um because curve is not because curve is not one of these like constant product pools so what what is the price of al eth in the curve pool if there is if there is uh, basically zero ethereum yeah that the, the, that's the, i feel like that was the main issue because like then you have like all these other exploiter and theory exploiters or these mev people that are depositing like they're doing a swap where they're depositing one Ethereum and withdrawing like 500 uh, Alchemist Ethereum yeah, or, yeah. or whatever the ratio is. So, so then like their, their, their problem was compounded by the, by the fact that like the remainder of the pool was drained in this manner. I mean, like uh, drained is a, it's not a great way to describe it, but the, the remainder of the pool was like um, fucked up i don't know i don't know how to describe it but like because of of this imbalance in the pool people were allowed to make profitable trades where they would deposit one ethereum and like withdraw like 500 uh alchemist ethereum but, where but I, I thought the i thought the purpose of curve was that you don't get prices like this yeah you don't when there are 
two assets in the pool, but when there's literally no Ethereum in the pool, then then you have like the the, the hacker removed basically every Ethereum. There was zero Ethereum, so it's just like a one sided market. So that people were were able to to use this one sided market to, to to swap Ethereum back into mm. um, the Alchemist Ethereum. Okay. So then, I like, just, like I was just surprised that the that it would let the price get so far away from one. Well, like, ha, ha, like the, the, there at, at that point there there was no price. Like yeah. it, it should have been infinite, right? I mean, yeah, it, exactly. It, if, you, if you have zero of one asset and one of the other asset, ha, ha, how how does that like ha, how does a swap pool function? It, like yeah. I can't even like I, I I don't know the 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 actual like the the algorithm or the actual ratios that they're paying out. But it, it, in theory, you should be able to deposit like. Point one ETH and and, and get basically to yeah. take all the alchemist ETH exactly exactly. Um. So then the, the, that happened. So then like now I guess they're trying to claw back on the people that like um the, that that made these profitable profitable trades. Mm. So so then like well, where I come in, I, I I just I just came out and said I made a tweet that like it's ridiculous for alchemy. Okay. The, the other thing is just like I, I read through their Discord and like like all the mods and um. So like I got it into it a bit with Scoopy and he DM me and we discussed it and and I I said like I would he he like he basically promised me that like the LPers would get paid back but the thing was messy because of the the, the exploits that happened after and they needed to figure it out. Mm. Um, but like if it, um the, the other thing is is like I, I looked through their Discord and like the mods were saying. That uh, I guess this is a really complicated story, but uh, another thing that they have is um, they they have like an an AMO, which basically they issue this um, Alchemist ETH and it's being backed by something, right? So then the the interesting thing is part of the the curve pool was actually the backing for the the, the ALEs. So, so the, the, they have a pool of funds that they use to back ALEs, and they put those funds into the curve pool to earn yield as part of like the self uh, um, repaying thing, right? Mm -hmm. So like, I, I think like, um, it may, maybe half of the the curve pool is actually owned by the protocol itself, and half is owned by like uh, other users. So like, it, well, it, basically, what what they were saying is like, well, th this is our liquidity anyway, which is somewhat true. Yeah, half of it is, but it it ignores like the the, the half that other people put in, and then also like. Um, because of all this MEV action that's going on and like the exploiters, the 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 actual backing of Alchemist ETH is below one to one. So then it seemed like the mods or at least the people important on their Discord channel, they're basically saying that it's their number one priority to restore the peg by restoring backing and then and any funds left over would go to um, the LPers, which in my opinion is just oh. stealing funds from the LPers in order to yeah. like save your own project. Right. So, uh, then so, they, I, so they, they, they want to spend your money to buy. No, actually they don't have to buy anything. They just take your money. They, 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 they because take that your money the and, then, and put it into the pool, which, which backs their token or is supposed to keep peg of their token. Right. But it's I mean, some of it is their money because they are LPers and curve, but like a lot of it also isn't their money. Um, 
so so then like i i had a talk with him and and i said like the the, the, the other thing is is like it, it took him like an hour to admit that the money that was sent to him was the curve LP's money. I was like, can you, can you, can we just like agree to a fact that the, the money that was sent back to you from the exploiter isn't alchemist money. Like the treasury doesn't own this money. It belongs to the LPs. And then he would just like sort of change the subject and be like, you know, this has been tough on all of us. Like we're, we're working through all options. I'm like, this is not that difficult, man. <laughs> like it's either, it's either the LP's money or it's the treasury's money. It can't be both. And like, he finally admitted like, yeah, it's the LP's money where we're, we're looking to, to the, the, the best way to repay them. But because of this whole like MEV situation and then the, 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 the pool being exploited after the, the there isn't a, like a, a very obvious way to, um, I, to repay everyone, which is I, fine. I but I don't get that because isn't the obvious way to take the snapshot of the pool before it was hacked and then and then you call up all the MEVers yeah. and you give yourself you give yourself like a month to do that to get money yeah. back and you see how much ether did that get it, it it's um it, it's not exactly clear for this reason like like during and after the hack the, there are people that were panic exiting the pool right so like if mm. if like if, for example after the exploit happened well, let's say you had like 100 mm. um, ethereum worth it and now it's worth like 10 ethereum in ale ETH. if if you exited the pool after the hack for 10, 10 ETH on your 100 ETH, you're not due back the the, the entirety yeah. of the refund right mm -hmm. but but then it's not clear if you're you're due back anything if you're not doing mm -hmm. do back anything at all so it, it, like i agree with him it's definitely a messy yeah situation. okay i i understand with the with the people with the people who got something out <clears throat> yeah it's it it just becomes impossible because it the price will change uh, changes for every transaction yeah yeah the the, uh, the the other issue i have is that there i feel like maybe i'm understanding this incorrectly but i feel like they're they're sort of relying on governance votes to figure out like how to handle this situation which is like really really bad and really stupid because the, the 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 government's votes they're going to be in line with the the treasury and like the foundation right mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. the the governance like it, it, if i was a governance token holder and i i was a, 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 an alchemist eth holder like my vote would be like fuck these other people let's steal all their money and then make sure our our, our token is backed one to one at the end of the day which mm -hmm. i i mean like it, it there's like a conflict of interest between the people LPing and, and the people that are, are 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 like figuring out the best solution. So then, like I I just wanted to point this out to him and point out the fact that they're still to this day they're holding the funds of that that don't essentially belong to them yeah. and they, they don't have a plan in place. And then like a, a lot of the mods are saying that the utmost priority isn't to return the funds, but to like re restore backing to their token, which is essentially stealing funds. So like, yeah. the, well, like I said, I ended up deleting my tweets. Like I, I didn't want to accuse them of stealing. I mean, like eventually maybe they'll return the funds to the LPs. Um, and to preface this by saying like, I, I'm not even an LP holder. I actually, like we talked about this the other uh, day. I, I, I bought some Alchemist ETH when it like dumped down to maybe like 50 cents on the dollar. 
just because like the, the, the it only lost like maybe like 15 20 percent of its backing um and and i'd since exited that position so like i i really have no horse in this in this whole race mm, okay. um but yeah it's just like like a moral thing that like I, I feel like, or I felt like the, these funds should be returned to their rightful owners, and that they're definitely taking their time in order to do that if they do it at all. And it's um, one, and and like a moral thing is one, but if if everybody's going to keep doing DeFi, and it becomes acceptable to just say code is law because we had a governance vote, then yeah. then it's there's not going to be a lot of trust because you just what's it like tragedy of the commons? It's just like it doesn't work. Yeah, it's especially when like the the people actually impacted by it don't get a vote. Like if, if mm. you're a curve LP holder and you you don't hold the uh, the Alchemix token, you have no yeah. vote in their their governance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one one other interesting part is that I guess Curve haven't actually got the bulk of their funds back anyway, right? I feel like that's still with the hackers far yeah as the, the the yeah. the actual curve from the curve ETH pool i think is with the hackers yeah. um so so curve like offer them a, a white hat bounty of 10 percent. i don't but by the way i don't know what why white hat bounties are always 10 percent. like yeah like, anytime someone gets hacked they're like oh you can keep 10 percent. it's <laughs> um but but they offered like a, a the white hat bounty of 10 percent, like within a certain time and then that time pass so now the 10 percent goes to whoever like locates these motherfuckers and like outs them i guess mm -hmm. um but i don't think anyone's made much progress on that yeah mm -hmm. it sounds like it's all going to be very like take a lot a while anyway i, I know uh -huh. it's like because alchemix the ale bolts still down like no one can really yeah. do anything <laughs> there's, there's nothing going on right now yeah so I mean, like, if anyone from Alchemist is watching this, like, I didn't mean to shit on your project or anything, but like, I I feel like you're holding funds that aren't yours, and you should do it as quickly as possible to return the the funds to their rightful owners. And um, I was thinking, you like, you just said this is going to take a while, but it it is interesting to compare this to like an empty Gox or FTX or uh, Celsius or what is Genesis situation. Because I think compared to the traditional system, this is probably going to end up really well for the creditors. Yeah. In most in most of these cases. Yeah. So it's difficult with incentives, but at least we don't have a process that is uh, that is hostile, and where in in like FTX and and others, there are court appointed. Uh, lawyers who will steal from the creditors, yeah, and and this kind of thing. So it is sort of like in this, the way this is handled usually, I think is is another really good point for DeFi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, don't have like John Ray and or whoever yeah. spending like a hundred million dollars a month, <laughs> like yeah. uh, trying to figure out how to use Uniswap to liquidate tokens, and then yeah. and then also saying, oh, by the way, now we're gonna now we're gonna use more money because we might want to re uh, restart this, so <laughs> let's spend more money out. Of <laughs> That's so ridiculous. <laughs> That's such a stupid idea. Like the, 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 uh, the, so so like the, the reason why like FTX like the relaunch will never work 
is it was clear that the 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 thing that FTX has is they have like an amazing exchange, like the the user interface, like the every everything about it is very nice. What what they didn't have was like any clue as to security or storage of funds. And then yeah. now you have like these boomers coming in that want to relaunch the exchange. They're trying to figure out like. Like they 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 obviously had to revamp the entire storage of like the, how the exchange operates on that end because like now we know that 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 Sam was storing private keys on like Google Cloud or Amazon Web Services or whatever and Dropbox he didn't actually have yeah <laughs> he didn't have like hot, uh, hot and cold wallets to to handle user funds uh, I just have no faith in the team to, to figure out that aspect of running an exchange in order to make it work yeah it is um. I mean, what what you do these days is you outsource it, right? Most most new exchanges will outsource it to um, yeah. Firebluff, Fireblocks, and and so on. But uh, still, I mean, it's not straightforward. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess that they can outsource it, but are, are they going to pick the correct partner? Like, um, I, I mean, like a, a, a lot of the exchanges that 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 I have outsourced it to, like maybe less than seller partners, also have had issues with uh, yeah, the 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 partners not really working out yeah the, i guess the there's been a few of those yeah, i mean like the whole uh, bitgo or are they still around i i think they are the I issue so. of rapid btc yeah okay okay yeah so they, 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 they've around. had some issues in the past and you know oh uh well one other thing uh speaking of um the the 10 percent white hat bounty uh, i guess it was like a week or two ago but i don't know if you guys saw this um so the, the, there was a bot that was basically following the top uh, NFT traders and then like e either yeah. trying to front run their orders or copy their orders. Mm -hmm. And then one of the traders noticed this. So what he did was like, I think he spent a few weeks to accumulate all of the Azuki NFTs that had like certain traits. So I think there may be 50 of them. So, so he, he, he basically like used various wallets in order to accumulate all the, um, all, all the, all, all the, um, the Azukis that, that, that had a certain trait. Mm -hmm. And then once he got that done from his main account, he, he put in, uh, he put in like these ridiculous bids of, I think it was like a hundred X or uh, 50 X of what, what they were actually worth. And the, the, the bot, the, the way the bot works was, basically they they see this bid and they they basically bid on all the the nfts that are similar at this price so then like all, all the orders filled instantly obviously so like i i think that izuki's are trading at like like five eth or something and um he, he sold each of them for 50 eth um, so then he, he ended up profiting, like, it was like somewhere on 800 Ethereum and then the, the, <laughs> the, the bot, um, owner like messaged him on Twitter and said, like, uh, <laughs> the, 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 this is, this is great information or, or a great job. Like, please return the funds and we'll, <laughs> you can keep 10% white hack bounty for this hack. <laughs> there was, um, there was, there's a, there was another one that I literally just saw today as well. Um, someone was buying uh mutant apes or something and someone had put in like 2.6 mil to buy mutant apes on OpenSea, and they were buying them on OpenSea. so someone realized that the floor was lower somewhere else uh so yeah. people just keep buying them on blur and other places and then they'll just list them on OpenSea. and this guy just keeps buying all these and people just cycling through and just taking 
taking his money from this boomer NFT uh, buyer. It's really weird how how uh, the NFTs are so easily gamed. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, 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 really I remember. Um, look so, at the people doing it. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, true. Th- th- this this is a random story, but like, um, th- th- there's this girl I know who who messaged me one day. Um, she she was in in LA and she met like, <laughs> she, she 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 met like like a homeless guy, who claimed to be like a crypto billionaire, and the the the, the way he he verified this was he he, he had like a, a like a wallet, um, but i use the term wallet loosely i think it was like um an exodius wallet but it, he didn't have the private keys so it was just like the you know the public key to the wallet that had a billion dollars in it and then he also said he had a billion dollars worth of nfts and he pulled up his open c and then he, his open c had one nft that what was like an ms paint thing of a guy like riding a bike it was like the shittiest photo i've ever, I've ever seen <laughs> But it, it 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 um it was minted on Polygon, and he 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 put an an ask price for for one billion dollars on Polygon for it. So then, like at the top of his OpenSea app, it says like his his assets are worth like one billion dollars. So so basically, he's going around like with, with like these two apps on his phones, just showing how he has like a billion dollars worth of NFTs and a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin. Man, I'm I'm just happy Polygon has a user. it's good for them (laughs) Uh, i actually messaged um uh poly market to try to get them off polygon i guess they'd they'd have to rename their their platform to something else but uh uh, we'll see we'll see (laughs) shout out to poly market i like poly market a lot it's like um um Mm -hmm. basically like a, a current events uh betting type thing it's 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 basically what like Augur should have been. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, nice! But they're for some reason on Polygon, and uh, but I, I had a chat with them the other day and told them to get the fuck off Polygon because it's going to be dead soon. Yeah, yeah, I love this. Like, there's a yeah, there's something you can bet on here. It says uh, the the bet is will Milady outperform uh, Bored Ape through <laughs> August thirty first? Yeah, the the, the, the they, this is really good. It's done pretty well. They have a bunch of like pretty interesting markets like that. That's cool. If anyone from Poly Market is watching this, you and I both know that Polygon is going to be a dead chain. It's time to move to greener pastures. What do you say, Arbitrum? <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, I'm actually trying to get them to move the mantle, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, yeah of course you are. <laughs> <laughs>